0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: K-State basketball has landed one of the highest ranked recruits in program history. Find out more on the latest 3 Pod. It's a great day to be a Wildcat. I'm sure you won't hear that many times over the next few years as Kansas State has landed one of the highest ranked recruits in program history as Day Day Ames has committed to Kansas State. It's emergency pod season. Again, it's been emergency pod season for the past month, whether it be K-State football or K-State basketball. The Wildcats have been a slew on a slew of great recruiting success on both the hardwood and on the football field as Kansas State has landed another four-star kid, this time 2023 recruit, as we mentioned, Day Day Ames. I'm Cole Manbeck, former K-State beat writer of Manhattan Mercury, joined as always by Derek Young, publisher and editor of K-State Online. You guys know Derek well. Uh, John Kurtz is not able to join us due to a conflict today, but we'll try to man the ship without him and welcome you to another three-mall pod as we talk about some big-time recruiting news for K-State. Before we dive in, Derek, we're also just want to mention that we're grateful for the support of our sponsor, Holiday Distillery, whether it's 360 Vodka, the bourbon you want, or the Vodka Holiday Distillery has you covered. 360 Vodka, Ben Holiday, bottled in Bond bourbon, if bourbon is more your style. And I think a lot of K-State fans, Derek, are going to be toasting some celebratory glasses tonight with some bourbon from 360 Vodka, or if it's vodka, your style, I think a lot of K-State fans are going to be in a good mood after the Wildcats land Day-Day Ames, who I know you've seen, and you guys have been covering him over at K-State Online for a while now, and the K-State staff's targeted him. So what's the significance of this this commitment?
2: Well, I'll start off with just getting some clarification for you. In the Rivals era, whatever it is, he's the sixth, I think, highest ranked commit, right, that they've landed I believe he's number forty-six overall yeah. right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you look at the the rankings, so number forty-six player in the country according to Rivals.com, top fifty recruit, highest ranked recruit since two thousand nine, and Wally Judge. If you look at the twenty-four-seven composite rankings, which take in all of the recruiting services rankings, Rivals, ESPN, On Three, and twenty-four-seven, he comes in as the number fifty-one ranked player in the country, uh, and again, that's the sixth highest ranked recruit. And program history. Let me get you the names Michael Beasley, Bill Walker, Wally Judge, Jason Bennett. Uh, we'll forget that one. Okay, we'll just, uh, that one didn't happen. And then Cartier Martin. So you look at those names, guys, and, and four of the six there panned out pretty well. Wally Judge, unfortunate. He showed some flashes, but he eventually moved on his sophomore year. But for the most part, I mean, guys that are that highly ranked at Kansas State have really worked out. So this is it's a big time addition. He's number one player in Illinois. And, you know, rivals, like you said, the number 46 player in the country, number eight point guard in the country.
2: And he's a left-hander. You know, who else was a left-hander on that list? Michael Beasley. No, not that he's Michael Beasley. (laughs) You know, obviously two uh, different kind of players. One, Michael Beasley did a little bit of everything, but it was probably more, um, you know, in the front court. Day day will be in the back court. He's got a decent shot, one that can get better. He could probably become a pretty prolific shooter by the time he gets into college. And is there for a few years. Jerome Tang, while he was at Baylor, guys were pretty notorious for becoming better and better shooters as the longer that they stayed in college. Um, someone that's really good, you know, ball handler. Probably his number one trait. I think we I saw him play three or four games in Kansas City. And also, I want to say three or four games in, uh, I think we saw him in Louisville for, on the EYBL circuit, which is the Nike grassroots, um, por- <laughs> excuse me, portion of AU basketball. Um, so someone's with a really tight handle on a ball, left-hander, kind of a slasher. He can really get to the rim with ease, regardless of, you know, how big the, de- the defender is, just because how good off the bounce he is. He could shoot it off the bounce. Um, didn't really see him in a catch-and-shoot situation many times. Um, his AAU um, program's kind of struggled this year. Mac Urban fired him. They were overmatched in most of the games that they played this season, and they didn't even make the peach jam. So uh, yeah, he had the ball in his hands. He was a ball dominant guard for them. Where he will have to make the biggest strides will be on the defensive end. Some of that is going to, to be willingness to defend, and and the, you know on the AU circuit, not everyone is willing to defend the basketball. So that's not necessarily uncommon. But he's probably not like I wouldn't call him a superior athlete. Is what, else, what I'm also trying to say. He's a pretty good athlete, probably average. Um, but most of what he is able to do on the offensive end is just his skill with the basketball and with his ball handling. So uh, yeah, can it's getting a player that, you know, is probably the biggest competitor there is too. And, and those are the types of intangibles that Jerome and Jerome Tang and company have really valued since they've gotten to Manhattan. It
1: was an interesting recruitment D Y just in the sense that here's a top 50 kid. And he only took one official visit, and that one official visit to Kansas State. I know, again, you and Grant Flanders at K-State Online have recovered his recruitment heavily. And you guys have been saying for a couple months now that Kansas State was the front runner you expected K-State to end up landing him, and that has now come to fruition. We've just been waiting for the public announcement that's now here. But maybe just take us through the recruitment history here, how unique it is that you see a guy this talented that, you know, Illinois had offered him but he didn't even take a visit to Illinois from what I can see. And it just seemed like he was locked in on K-State from the start and someone that Jerome Tang and the coaching staff, Jareem Dowling and others, really prioritized from the get-go. And I think you mentioned also he was maybe their first phone call or one of their first calls when they got the job when they called recruits.
2: Yeah, they called him early. He might have been the first phone call. Uh, That's something that I learned not too long ago. He's been pursued by both Jareem Dowling and Jerome Tang. They kind of tag-teamed his recruitment. They watched every game of his in Kansas City, at least on the Thursday and Friday of that tournament. So, uh, no, they they identified him and, and made him a priority from the get-go. I, I, re- I remember being told, it was almost in a joking manner, by, by those close to his recruitment on day Day side, that he was called so early by Jerome Tang, the head coach. Initially, he thought he was being offered by Baylor. That's how – that's how quick the call came in from when Tang got the job at Kansas State. I don't know that Day-Day knew that he was the K-State coach yet. So, yeah, the call came in early. This is a guy they wanted from the get-go. Marquette was in there. Illinois was in there. Plenty of other, you know, schools had offered. But as soon as Drum Tang came in and offered him, I think he knew where he wanted to go. He He was someone that really locked in on Coach Tang being a future mentor and a future tutor for him.
1: How's that feel, Brad Underwood? Huh? Take that. Revenge. The revenge tour. Jerome Tang starts at Kansas State, beats out Illinois and several other power pipe pro- programs. And, yeah, we heard the coaching staff talk about elevate. And uh, I think this is what they probably mean. Elevate here is Kansas State has landed one of the best recruits in program history since these things really have been tracked. D.Y., what's the the impact? I mean, obviously, this is a big guy to get in the fold right out of the gate for your 2023 recruiting class. What type of impact could Dede have on other recruits that this staff is chasing? I know they're chasing a ton of four-star elite-type talents and a lot of athletic dudes. Uh, what's the impact he could have on, on some of those other guys and just getting that first building block in the fold?
2: You know, that's, that's not necessarily the most clear, I would say, right now. I think you know, the, these other players that are considering Kansas State and that will visit Kansas State, they will look in that recruiting class and see a top 50 player. And I think that's a, a pretty good starting point, right? I think that I don't know that he's like a popular – you know how Avery Johnson is with football. He's a very polarizing figure. A lot of Kansas State's targets know who he is, want to play with him. I don't know that there's that personal connection with a lot of other guys when it comes to Day-Day. Um, not that he can't be that guy, but I don't know that he's that national prominent figure that Avery Johnson is for the football team. But they're going to look him up, you know, when they start considering Kansas State and still see a top fifty player, and that still means something to them. They're not going to go in there and see, you know, a three star kid that doesn't really have any other high major offers or or other attention. They're going to say, "Whoa, this is a top fifty player. He had like twenty power or t- high major offers." That's going to be appealing to them. So I think it's going to help on that front. Now, Day Day in general, I know he's mentioned this to our Grant Flanders at KSO, talked about, you know, as soon as he was going to commit, he was going to, you know, try to lure Bay Fall to K-State. And I think that is great. Obviously, Bay Fall is a heck of a player. I think he's top 10 on some services. Definitely a five-star center. He's from plays for the Colorado Hawks AU team. I think he plays for an academy um, at the high school level in Colorado. And I think he has a connection to, you know, a potential probable future coach for K-State as well. But I just have a hard time seeing that. It's ambitious, probably a little ambitious. I don't think baseball is all that realistic. It's probably Arkansas, it sounds like, from if you talk to a lot of the national folks. But Day-Day, at least on the, you know, in the first part of it, I think is going to try to be active and... Um, appeal to other targets and and bring them to Manhattan with him.
1: I think one of the the most important points, uh, and we've tried to make this for a while, right? Jerome Tang and this coaching staff, they took over, you know, late in the recruiting cycle when they came into Manhattan in, in late March, early April, they didn't have much time or opportunities to really work the 2022 recruiting class. There wasn't a lot of high school, top talent, top end talent still available at that point. And so we always were pointing that 23 class, that's where you're going to see them be able to do some of their work, the relationships they have with these coaching staff, these AAU programs, these kids. And now here comes to fruition a top 50 kid in day-day aims. What are the expectations? I know you just kind of talked about it, D Y. some of the guys they're chasing. But you know who else are they chasing? How, how good could this recruiting class, you think, be in terms of realistic opportunities? I mean, K-State fans are probably going to have pretty high expectations now, right? Because they just got... The number 46 recruit in the country. Where do you see this class eventually falling? Uh, And do you think they'll get a couple other four stars in here? Because they're probably going to have five or six scholarships open in this recruiting class,
2: right? At least they have like two open right now. And I think four guys that have their eligibility expire. I want to say, Green, Sills, Noel. Are those the only four? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. you, you're gonna have it if they don't add anyone else. You got at least six scholarships that'll be free after this season. It'll probably be more than that. You know, this day and age, you're always got to figure that in. Um, right, Ishmael Masood could. You know, we'll see what yeah. happens with him. So yeah, I you, you got plenty of spots available. I can see them probably wanting to get three or four locked in by the early signing period. I would imagine um, from the high school uh, high school level. And then maybe you are a little pay, bit patient after that, just because you'll probably want to have spots available to be active in the transfer portal once the season is complete. So I think you'll, you'll always want a good mix. And you also always have to have your finger on the pulse when it comes to potential attrition. So some of this is still touch and go in terms of space, but they're going to, I mean, here you hear those players I just said, Green, Sills, Noel. Their their eligibility expire after the season. Those are guards, so it's probably going to be a guard heavy class. So, so it's good to have the first one wrapped up early and to be a top fifty player in a guard. I think that is real meaningful for the direction of this cycle. <coughs> Excuse me, and I think you'll see other guards. But uh, another player that I know they like is Mohamed Um They've followed him around on the uh, on the AU circuit as well. I think he's a uh, he's like a six eight six nine. He could probably be a, you know, a small ball big or, or a guy that can maybe stretch out and play the four a little bit. He's a really good defender already. Um, he was a he was an animal in Kansas City. Um, Connor Dubsky is a guard. I think that'll be a high school teammate of Diabate's uh, this year, and and he may take an official visit to Kansas State in September. Kansas State and Maryland. So that's that's probably, you know, another name to be wary of. It's interesting how much. Kansas State is colliding with Maryland on the recruiting trail. It's happening a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, before we head to break, uh, just to wrap things up, and I, we have seen Kansas State chasing a lot of guards, but DY, we, we mentioned here, they're sitting with eleven guys on the scholarship for 2022. We think they're they're chasing maybe one more guy. Any intel or anything you're hearing as far as someone they they're going after, or they feel decent about? I think you had an update today, but I don't know if we have any names per se.
2: Yeah, it I just sounds like they have every intent and desire to fill the roster with one more player who that is. And that probably remains to be seen. The only name I've heard shuffled around, and I know you have too is the Florida transfer Keontae Johnson, but I think everybody's chasing him. And really the only dots that we have to connect are on social media. They're pretty active with some of his posts and, and following him and, and stuff of that ilk. So, um, and it seems like, his legal trouble is probably behind him at this point. Um, I know schools will probably want to do their homework and their due diligence on him when it comes to the medical situation as well. Remember, he collapsed on the court at one point when he played for the Gators. But this is a, you know, a former All All SEC first teamer, I believe. So he can really he can really ball if he's if he's healthy and uh, ready to go. But if you draw the dots, connect the dots on social media, there seems to be. Uh, some kind of mutual communication conversation, dialogue happening between the Wildcats and uh, Keontae Johnson.
1: Well, look, you mentioned it. He's a 6'4", 6'5", guard. He was the 2020 SEC preseason player of the year and was off to a tremendous start before the unfortunate collapse during the Florida State game, I believe, in game five of that season. Uh, Sounds like he's probably been medically cleared as well. He would be be the type of get – that would take this team to the next level. I think this is a a fringe NCAA tournament team with the current roster. I think they can make the tournament. Uh, but if you got a Keontae Johnson, that takes you to another level. This is a guy that can shoot. He's over 50% in his career shooting from the floor. I think 38% from three An elite level talent. There would probably be some rust. You'd also have to knock off, but, uh, that certainly would be a big time get. We'll see what, what happens, what unfolds over the coming month. I think Jerome Tang and staff would probably like to have their whole roster intact in place by August at some point before the school year starts. So more to come. We'll keep continue to cover that. But now, uh, before we toss the to break, as we head to break, uh, the exciting news we started with, we let in with the positive news. As we head to break, we're going to come back and uh, talk about some unfortunate news on the recruiting trail for K-State on the football side of things. We'll take a break now, and we'll be back with more in just a moment.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: All right, we're back uh, now to unfortunately talk about a little bit of negative news. Unfortunately, I didn't lead in here with uh, our latest sponsor with Homefield Apparel. Uh, as you guys can see, this is an appropriate time if you're watching on YouTube to uh, check out my shirt that I've got on, the uh, the latest Home Field Apparel shirt out of one of the 15. This is one of the ones I ordered here. It's a K-State basketball Octagon of Doom shirt. You've got the old Willie spinning a basketball. Says bring on the cats. I love this shirt. It's a perfect fit. How many got it did you in large. Uh, well, I bought I've got three shirts right now, DY. I've got the purple lavender, every man a wildcat shirt. Uh, I've got this shirt, and then I've got the the K-State with the old Wildcat on the K and the gray t-shirt. However, I'm probably gonna have to go back in and, and make a couple additional purchases. I want it in the hoodie format as well um so I might rack up a few extra charges what about
2: three. you I got three as well I got that one two other T's and then I get the hoodie
1: yeah I'm gonna need uh I'm gonna need to get one of those hoodies to add to my 40 plus K-State items that are in my closet uh currently so yeah home field apparel we appreciate their sponsorship they launched if you haven't heard I'm sure most of you have already heard uh, Homefield launched their K State gear on July 16th, this past Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and K State fans absolutely blew it up. They track their big new Saturday kickoff sales of that Saturday where they unleash the gear, they do their big drop. Kansas State surpassed almost every program that Homefield has built gear for over the last several years. They ended up finishing number three in the country. They blew KU out of the water. They blew a bunch of other programs out of the water when it came to, to selling the gear and buying the merchandise. Finished behind just Florida. And was it Georgia, it Georgia? Florida,
2: yeah, that should be enough to get us an SEC invite.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you're just looking at the elite brands in college athletics, college football. Kansas State is right there. Again, just to make this point, if you make cool K-State gear like Homefield apparel does, K-State fans are going to buy it. So come out with gear like this. This retro type gear, which again, this is a perfect shirt. Bring on the cats. K-State's bringing on a cat today at Day Day Ames. This is the type of stuff you create. K-State fans will buy it. We appreciate Home Field Apparel for their sponsorship. If you haven't already ordered anything from them, again, you can score 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com by entering coupon code 3MAW. Again, score 15% off by entering the code three mall. We appreciate our support of Home Field Apparel as well as 360 Vodka and Holiday Distillery. D-Y, we, we ended on a high note, I'm talking about Day Day Ames, but now we unfortunately got to talk about a little bit of the negative. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Manning announces that he's gonna commit tomorrow Lee Summit High School receiver, a very talented receiver, four-star kid, a guy that K-State had on an official visit at the same time as Avery Johnson a few weeks ago at one point looked like K-State was sitting in a great position and thought they were going to get the commitment from Josh Manning and then a last minute pull of the plug. And now he's announcing his commitment tomorrow. It doesn't sound favorable for the Wildcats. You want to give us the latest on, on what's unfolding there.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was almost three weeks ago. I want to say when he, he almost committed to Kansas state. Um, I think he probably did commit to the coaching staff actually, but he, uh, like you said, pulled the plug on that. Got a little bit of cold feet after talking with uh, some of the coaching staffs and trying to let them down easy. Instead, I think they talked him into uh, waiting a little bit. And that's worked out for him. It's probably worked out well for producers behind the scenes listening to this because I think it's going to be Missouri. Um, that is the choice for Joshua mean, It would be a shock to me if it was not um, interesting that he's doing a ceremony but doing it at 9 o'clock at night. Um, at least some in high school, but that should that should take place on Thursday night. I uh I I like uh Missouri's chances. I think a lot of Drinkwitz pulled out the stops in the end to get Manning. So Kansas State's gonna to have to go a different direction when it comes to wide receiver there. But I do want to caution people before they get too disappointed. Yeah, remember you got a good one already committed too, um, that we sometimes overlook, and that's Andre Davis from Blue Valley High School. If, if you're sad, go look at that kid's tape because it's pretty good. Um, he's got a lot of size too. He's six, four, six foot five. Really really good ball skills and, and stuff of uh, that nature. So uh, no, Andre Davis is a heck of a player. So they got one in the bag. They're looking for a few more. Jacoby Lane's one of those choices, obviously from the state of Arizona. And they're they're also looking to explore maybe perhaps uh, Adam Hopkins. Um, as well, another receiver that just was offered today from the state of Georgia.
1: DY wise is getting some breaking news here anyways, probably on his cell phone uh, with some good, recruiting right? information. God. Look, uh, you know, this one obviously stings because you, you thought you had him. He's a very talented receiver. He's a top 50 receiver in the country. He's kind of in your backyard, Kansas City metro area. And you thought you had him in the bag, commits to the K-State coaching staff, then pulls the plug. That's That's an unfortunate situation what are your thoughts do you think he sticks I know his brother is a, a walk on currently at Missouri He seems like he's had a pretty indecisive recruitment if Kansas State has a nine10 win season this year Missouri goes six and six let's say K State blows the doors off Missouri and Manhattan on September 10th Is there any chance that k State could could flip him back Is this going to be something that is a recruitment that just continues on until signing day?
2: I think it's potential for that. I think he's shown to be fairly impressionable. So I think that's always uh, – always ha- it's possible. It's it's hard to see now just because you know he's going to, you know, yeah. commit to a different school. Um, but we'll see two or three months from now. I, I will say that the one that's probably – should be in his ear the most to probably switch that around, if, if it's ever going to switch around is Avery. I don't know that would have the coaches directly, you know, like on his, on his butt on, and in his ear like day after day. I think perhaps Avery can work his magic behind the scenes. Kansas State has, you know, maybe a memorable season. Missouri has a little bit of a downer. drinkwitz is hot. Seats get, gets a little hot perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what it would take, um, you know, for Drinkwitz's a seat to be hot. They did make a bowl game last year. And I think people were fairly pleased with that because they showed a little bit of an upward trajectory for that program under him because they were that crappy beforehand, quite frankly. So, um, no, I, I think it's going to be a challenge, but I do think Manning is someone that will probably allow you to recruit him up until signing day, but flipping him is probably a different story, um, especially with the family connection and, and the draw there in Columbia. But I think a lot would have to happen. I think a lot would good would have to happen for Kansas State and maybe some downward trends for Missouri.
1: Yeah. Eli Drinkwitz, you know, he, he had the unfortunate reality of taking over during the pandemic year, being his first year went five and five and then six and seven last year, he's 11 and 12 in two years, but it's going to be a big year for him. I don't think he's on the hot seat this year, but you know, by year four, they're going to probably really need to see some results. They're going to need to see some results this yeah. year and probably get to, to seven
2: wins or so. Uh, yeah. And I, and I don't know. I mean, if they have a bad season, I think the pressure will be on him, but I think, that's that's why I'm not sure about this Manny recruitment because I think yep. Drinkwitz gets next year no matter what. Now he yep. might be on the hot seat next year, but I think this season will largely not necessarily be a factor. I think what Missouri does in 2023 is probably the most contingent on Drinkwitz's future.
1: Well, on a more positive note, you uh <laughs> you had the the news first that Jacoby Lane, talented receiver out of Arizona, the top ranked receiver out of Arizona six foot four six five kid was the mvp of the elite 11 receiver group out there when avery johnson was out in california this is a guy that a lot of people you know a lot of fans and and myself may like more than josh manning i know you i think you like manning maybe a little bit more but jacoby lane a very talented player dy you had the news first that he'll be taking an unofficial visit his second unofficial visit in in about a month's time frame right he'll be visiting kansas state on july 27th that's next wednesday Um, and then I know he's also visiting Oregon. How do you feel about Kansas State's chances in this recruitment? I think you feel probably a little better than you did a few days ago.
2: Yeah, better than I did a few days ago just because they're being assured of a second visit and an unofficial visit. That's a a really strong sign. Avery Johnson will be with them on that visit. So I, I really like the way that is trending. At the same time, I'm trying to tell people to pump the brakes just a little bit, because he's also going to Oregon again. I think that's a second unofficial to Oregon. If that if an offer comes on that visit and they have a five-star quarterback commit, I mean, this is not a school to be, you know, underestimated. I think the ducks are gonna to try to close it out. Now, so if Kansas State, you probably try to close it call it a done deal when he visits that Wednesday. But I, I just it seems like he's pretty inclined to visit Oregon. So I feel better, but it's still A lot of cautious optimism.
1: Well, and I think part of the challenge, EY, is his family didn't get to visit right last time. And it's more expensive when you're doing these unofficial visits. Everything's on your own dime. He came in, and I think his flight, he had some travel issues when he did visit Manhattan last time. So he didn't get as much time as he'd hoped in Manhattan. He clearly loved it, but didn't get a ton of time with the staff. Did an incredibly cool photo shoot in Manhattan. Now he's coming back in for an unofficial visit. We'll see if he's able to bring family, parents. I, I think that would be key and the decision-making just because he hasn't taken an official visit to Kansas state yet. And he can't take an official visit now until what late August, early September.
2: When the season starts. When the season
1: starts. So, and we know that's a little more challenging because they got games on Friday nights and then having to travel into Manhattan, you know, the kickoff times vary.
2: And it's not a direct flight from Phoenix. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that could be challenging, but it's great news that Kansas state's able to get him in for a second visit. This is a really talented kid guys, big time size, big-time weapon that K-State could utilize. Um, so we'll see if Kansas State's able to, to lock that one down. I know Oregon is a big-time threat, too, and there's a thought they may offer, as you said, D.Y., and they've got a top-10 player in the country committed at the quarterback position in Dante Moore. So that's uh, that'll be a challenging one, but we'll see what Avery Johnson and the Cats can do if they can sway him. Uh, speaking of Avery Johnson, just one quick thing on him. Uh, his, uh, his recruiting profile – has boosted he's now a top 100 recruit on a couple of the outlets and if you look at the 24 7 composite he went from the 214th ranked player in the country to the 143rd ranked player in the country just in the last week so
2: that is a that was the the two services i think was uh 247 and on three i think yep. i've needed their ranking since the elite 11 and um you know, whatever the other events were that I can't even think of right now. I don't think Rivals has shifted their rankings yet. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like when that happens.
1: And it'll be interesting. Yeah, on three, uh, they moved him. They didn't even have him in their top 250. They bumped him into there and and 24-7 bumped him to the number 97 player in the country, I believe, and ESPN has him as the number 94 overall player in the country. Um, And then speaking of recruiting, it'll be interesting what happens with Dylan Edwards' recruiting profile. He just went to the – was it the Futures 50? and ran uh, almost 23
2: yep. miles per hour. Yeah, the Under Armour event, he's now a four-star and on three. I think he was only a three-star there initially, even though he's been a four-star in both the, the on three consensus and the 247 composite, but I think he's like a four-star at all four of those now, if yeah. you add the consensus composite, the 247 ranking and on three. Um, still, I think the only place that still has him as a three-star is Rivals, but they also haven't updated their rankings yet.
1: Yeah, so very well could be a four star on rivals soon as well. So K State's recruits <laughs> getting boosts on their profiles. Uh, I love K State fans. They love to follow the recruiting rankings, just like a lot of fan bases, and it'd be nice to see those guys get some bumps, some recruiting bumps based on that. And, and I did want to mention to your point you made on Andre Davis, DY. Look, this is a kid talented enough. We did our own pod leading in a few weeks ago when he committed to Kansas State, a six foot four receiver. He's almost a four star recruit one of the top players in the state of Kansas, the son of Willie Davis, former NFL player. K-State already has probably their best wide receiver recruit committed for the last five, six years already in the fold. So that's significant. You know, you just hope you get a couple more because this is a big receiver class for K-State with Jacoby Lane and, you know, Josh Manning. Unfortunately, Manning's going elsewhere probably. But And you guys, as you listen to this, we're recording this on July 20th you know you'll probably have heard that Josh Manning committed tomorrow night at some point when you do listen to this and uh we'll continue to follow more recruiting follow-up DUI is the best in the business when it comes to covering Kansas State encourage you to subscribe to, to KStateonline.com. follow the recruiting updates all of the great coverage him Grant Flanders Drew Galloway have over at KSO uh, it's going to be an exciting season Kansas State Athletics it's the best time to go subscribe and speaking of subscribe be sure to subscribe to the pod. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like it. That helps us. Please download, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We appreciate your support. That helps us continue to provide you the, the coverage that we're able to do here on the Three Mall Pod. Derek, you know, once again, we appreciate the support of our sponsors, Homefield Apparel, 360 Vodka, Holiday Distillery. Grateful we couldn't do this without our, their support. We appreciate all of you listeners. Uh, For Derek Young, I'm Cole Manbeck. We appreciate you listening to another 3 Pod. It's another great day to be a Wildcat.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.